5: Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today.
6: Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi
5: Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VCEN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Well, welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here with the Mall on Monday morning in downtown Las Vegas. A so much going on in the sports world. We have a new leader atop the Eastern Division in the NBA. Handful of NHL games tonight as teams fight for playoff positions. Semifinals of the basketball classic. Major League Baseball starts in ten days. We're going to preview the NL West, but first, and then there were four. When we signed off on Friday, twelve teams still remaining in the NCAA tournament. We now know the final four, and I think you were pretty spot on here on these Elite Eight games.
8: Yeah, I thought there were some good matchups that favored some of these opponents. I thought the line with North Carolina was the biggest mismatch I've seen in a while. Mike, the line was eight, eight and a half. Murray State was eight, which was a joke to begin with from a worse league and a worse team. How can North Carolina, so North Carolina playing Murray State's a pick'em?
7: Well, you're right about that. One, we said the Murray State line should have been five and a half. It was eight and a half. I said it should have been four. I thought Carolina would be ten yesterday. And they opened that game seven and a half. It got to eight, and then it got to eight and a half. You also said you liked laying the four with Duke, and they covered with ease.
8: Yeah, I thought that was going to be a tough turnaround for Arkansas. The Razorbacks are a good team. I didn't think they're the type of team that's capable of beating the Zags and the Devils in back-to-back games. And that's what they would have needed to do. They had, it. you know, when you don't have the talent to be able to play a B game and beat somebody, it becomes hard when you face a team of the caliber of Duke. You look at the talent on that roster. Mike Krzyzewski's got to be drooling with an opportunity here. Moore's out now for Villanova, which is huge blow, second-leading score. You got KU. Obagi hasn't played great in the tournament. Christian Brown has been inconsistent. McCormick's done a nice job at times, but they got to feel pretty good when you look at the three teams remaining, that if they don't cut down the nets, uh,
7: you know this is kind of like Trajan Langdon versus uh, Ricky Moore. We were texting each other uh, Thursday night as Duke hit shot after shot down the stretch to put away Texas Tech saying, my God, Kay's going to win his sixth yeah. to finish out his career. I bet him at 5-1 to one at that point. Great they bet. won one more game. They're plus 155 right now. I can lay 180 on the no price here.
8: That's a beautiful bet. I know you made a substantial yeah, bet on this one. Bet. And uh, I tell you what, it was funny you said that. I was thinking about that when <laughs> I saw the Final Four. I said, this is one of the better bets I've seen in a while because you got 5-1 to one on it, and you got a great opportunity. And you know the other advantages? They're the late game. Because I, I'm going to yeah. tell you, if Villanova somehow upsets KU, I mean, I think that's the dream matchup if you're Carolina or Duke at this point in time.
7: Yeah, you you know, the thing was they were five to one, but you had knocked the top two seeds out. It didn't reflect it because, you know, Arizona and Gonzaga both went down uh, on on Thursday as well. All right, let's do our four burning questions, and I'm going to do them regional by regional. Let's start with the Midwest in chronological order. I got to tell you something. We've talked about Jay Wright. I thought Jay Wright is so good. What he does offensively, In er, in creating ISOs and angles for his guys, what he did against that game against Houston. Arizona could do none of that. I think that exposed Tommy Lloyd a lot. Villanova's performance against Houston, of course, one for 21 from three helps as well. But here's the question, and you alluded to it. How does Villanova deal with the loss of Justin Moore going up against the Jayhawks?
8: I think it's going to be a real tall task. Uh, I thought it was going to be a tough matchup to begin with. I think KU's a team that's very capable. Remember, they were a one seed From a talent standpoint, Kansas isn't as good as they've been in years past, but they still have enough players on this team. Obaji's going to be a first-round pick. Brown's going to play in the league. I think this is a dangerous team, but I think it's going to be a real challenge. Jermaine Samuels is going to have to step up. Slater's going to have to play big. And then Dixon's going to have to be a big-time contributor as well.
7: I thought this game would be Kansas 1 if Moore was still in the lineup. It's 4, now gone to 4.5. Is that wild or right, Amal?
8: I think it is right at the four. I think once we start going above that, it becomes a little bit wild. But here's the thing. When you look at some of these numbers, it comes down to late-game situation. If you're down three, you're Nova, you miss a shot and you foul, you potentially could lose a cover if it's that tight. I think the way Kansas gets out in transition, there was a sequence against Miami that was so indicative of what KU does so well. Miami gets a layup. KU, three passes or two passes, and they're, they're down at the other end,
7: and they got a layup. I mean, it's unbelievable. Lernag is up six at half, and they asked him to go to the locker room about the game, and he said, I told our guys, we have to play as fast as we can play for the next 20 minutes because they're playing at that speed on normal.
8: He's so right, and this is why I think Lernag is such a terrific coach. So many guys are cavalier
7: when getting back on defense. Against a team like Kansas, they're going to push the tempo. All right, let's move to the West Regional that Duke came out of. In the regional championship game, Eric Musselman chose not to foul down nine with 42 seconds left, and the game stayed under by a half point. All four elite gate games and six of the eight Sweet 16 games stayed under. Amal, what caused the lack of scoring on the second weekend of the tournament?
8: I think it's just defensive intensity. Every possession is heightened. Everyone's so concerned about having a turnover. People are vigilant in terms of protecting the basketball or at least attempting to do that. And a little bit more, I don't want to say afraid or scared, but it seems like guys outside of Jules Bernard, this is why I love Jules Bernard of UCLA, this guy's willing to take any shot in any situation. But a lot of other guys are passive. In the Duke game, I think it was the end of the first half against um, Texas Tech. It might have been the Arkansas game. Somebody had an open shot. They didn't take it. They end up driving the ball to the basket. and they got, I think they got an and one or something. But I'm like, there's some good looks. People are just not playing with the same half-court tempo. And the defensive intensity is ratcheted up. It, it, it should, I mean, it's just unbelievable how well these teams are playing defensively.
7: All right, let's transition to the Midwest, then the United Center. Amal, is Kansas A-game better than Duke's A-game?
8: No, I don't think so. I think Duke's A-game, coming into the season, throughout the course of the season, if everybody played their A-game the whole season, I think the Zags probably win uh, 52 out of 100 games against Duke or Arizona. But I'm going to tell you the difference between Duke, Arizona, and the Zags is minimal. Look, how... I, we all know my loathing for Coach K, but you can't deny the talent this team has. Bancaro's a top-three pick. You look at the rest of this roster, Williams is going to play 10 to 12 years in the NBA, barring a, some sort of catastrophic injury. They've got five guys, Mike, that are going to go in the top 40 to top 45 of the NBA draft. I mean, even Jim Boeheim
7: could coach this team to a sweet 16. Jeremy Roach makes every big shot when you need him to. Unbelievable. It, it, it's, it's a loaded, loaded team. All right, and then finally, in the East in Philadelphia, did North Carolina's bludgeoning of St. Peter's yesterday— and particularly Baycott's performance on the boards exposed the lack of athleticism of Purdue's two bigs and a lack of preparation by Kentucky?
8: Great Uh, question. (laughs) Um, You know, to me, the Kentucky game, I really believe St. Peter's played their best game of the season and combined with Kentucky not playing particularly well and maybe underestimating St. Peter's, look, it's human nature. How many people tuned in before that game started if they didn't have a bet on it thinking, okay, uh, SPC's going to win this game outright? Even when the game got to overtime, you probably thought UK is going to come out with a win. Um, to me, the big... I'm not trying to give John Calipari a pass, but they lost the game. I thought the biggest debacle was West Lafayette, Indiana, Purdue, and Matt Painter. You're playing St. Peter's to get to the Elite Eight. Then you've got a North Carolina and a UCLA team waiting there with Jaime Hock has not at his uh, full strength. And they had beaten Carolina
7: by double digits earlier in the year.
8: I thought I thought this was the best scenario for them to get to a Final Four, and you lose to St. Peter's. And I love the tweet you had. You said, hey, you want to insert Jaden Ivey into the game? Look, I think Jaden is going to be the best player in this draft. Maybe it's Jabari Smith. Maybe it's Palo Banquero. But this guy is an unbelievable talent. Mike, they they utilize him like a timeout. Like they only can use him four times a game. I mean, give me a break. This guy can drive past anybody. Set more ball screens. I mean, I just don't get it. It's frustrating. Everything has got to go through uh, the big man uh, inside and, and Williams.
7: Yeah. Eddie Williams combined 40 minutes, 10 rebounds. Combined against that team. Baycott in 35 minutes had 22 rebounds. That is but, unbelievable. Kentucky out-rebounded St. Peter's 36-35. Carolina 49-33. Carolina, the one thing, if you go back, when
8: Roy Williams, during his stretch, and, and Hubert has implemented this as well, is they own the
7: glass against everybody. They're always a great offensive rebounding team and defensive rebounding team. A couple years ago when they got to the Sweet 16 against Auburn and Auburn beat them on the glass, Mm -hmm. Auburn routed them. Carolina has to dominate the glass. Absolutely. Uh, Let's talk about the line. We talked about Kansas being four and a half, total 133, down to 132 in some spots. This Duke-Carolina number, I don't agree with it. I texted you on on Saturday when Duke won that game. I thought Duke would be six in this spot. They open up four.
8: I'm a little bit surprised by the number uh, Duke in a huge revenge spot here. Uh, remember for that home loss, this is obviously the biggest game in the history of this rivalry, which is unbelievable. I wish this was really the championship game. It, it would, it would just be uh, absolutely unbelievable in terms of how excited the, uh, I mean, excuse me, the anticipation of the game would be, but I think Duke is playing extremely well. If you look at Duke, They have basically hit their peak at the right time. If you look at what they were able to do down the stretch against Texas Tech, the way they execute late first half against uh, the Razorbacks, you have to give this team a ton of credit for what they've been able to do so far.
7: You know, you called, uh, and and we talk about it with Femi, about for Hubert Davis to be gone after they lost at home to Pittsburgh. But since that game, look at their defensive metrics. Carolina has been a different team defensively after that loss. Give him a ton of
8: credit for what they've been able to do. But before you decide to put Hubert Davis in the College Basketball Hall of Fame for coaching, remember Mark Helfrich went to a national title game. I don't believe he's the head coach at Oregon any longer. I don't believe Gene Chiswick is still there. And, oh, yeah, go Tigers. is no longer around.
7: I think Carolina is in its spot here. And I have Duke. And I'm trying to decide. If this game was six or six and a half, I'd take Carolina with yeah, the points as a hedge, right? I don't know if I want to take four or if I just want to take the money line. But Carolina is like free rolling to knock Coach K out and deny him a national. If they lose this game, no one's going to say, oh, they blew it. They're not supposed to win the game. They've had an incredible run, and sits in front of them a chance to deny the guy they hate the most the national title. I think from that standpoint, intangibles, I favor Carolina in this matchup. Well,
8: oh, I like your point that you make there, but I just think Duke is playing so well, despite the fact that, you know, sometimes Coach K doesn't make certain adjustments you'd see other coaches make along the way. Uh, I think they're going to find a way through. I think they're too talented. You know, Bancaro... This guy hits clutch shots. He makes big plays. He's so hard to guard
7: because you got to cover him between zero to twenty five feet from the basket. He can do it all. Tournament most outstanding player market. is the favorite at plus two seventy five. Obagi at five to one. And then Samuels and Gillespie eight and nine to one. Carolina guys are anywhere from ten to twenty to one. I like a little bit Brady Manick at twenty to one if they happen to get through. I was gonna say Caleb Love. He's also twenty to one.
8: I think the way he shot the basketball, if you're Duke, you're going to have to negate what he does offensively.
7: Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every college basketball game on the schedule, and he'll give you a bet on the side and the total. Download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. While you are there, catch up on every v show as well. Uh, Amal, when we come back, let's take a look at the uh, semifinals in the Invitational.
3: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics,
0: With a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the
0: OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega.
10: You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN the Sports Betting Network.
7: Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 Challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's Z-Y-N slash 10. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with Amal Shaw on this Monday leading up to the Final Four on Saturday in New Orleans. Carolina, both of Dean Smith's titles came in the Superdome.
8: That's right. And we'll see if there's an
7: error in one of these Will pa- games. Will Paolo Banchero do something <laughs> silly at the end of the game? It'll have to be from Kansas or Villanova. It's got to be in the championship game. What do you think of Remy Martin at 12-1 to 1 for most outstanding player? Like him a lot. I maybe. can't bet the favorites here. I don't think they're worth the price. I
8: don't either. Um, this is not a clear-cut case. Yeah. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, in the MOP Most Outstanding Player, it's based on
7: the two games in the National Semi and the, and the Finals, correct? Uh, I think it's, I, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't tell you that. You can look that up while I get to the next subject, <laughs> which is let's talk some football here as we're contractually obligated to do here at v <laughs> I want to talk about some receiver props and receivers that moved um, in new places here. Let's start with Devontae Adams uh, rejoins Derek Carr as college quarterback here in Las Vegas. Amal. Devonte Adams' regular season touchdowns over under 10 touchdown receptions and receiving yards over under 1,300.5, 1,300 and a half yards. A little bit of juice to the over 10 receptions. When you look back to the last two years, he had 18 with Aaron Rodgers in 2020 and 11 receiving touchdowns in 2021.
8: Let's start with the easier one here. Let's go with the yardage. I'm going to go with a definitive yes, barring injury. I mean, obviously from a betting standpoint, you, there's no, you can't put that little caveat in there, but I, I believe he'll clear this number easily. Mike, remember, there's 17 games. It's
7: 77 yards per game, 76 yards per game. He averaged 98 yards per game in 2020, 97 yards per game in 2021.
8: <laughs> also, even though the Raiders have improved drastically, I think the other teams in this division have improved. The Raiders could be behind in games. There's great opportunities to make up yardage in games. Uh, I like Adams over 1,300 yards. This is a passing league. And him and Derek Carr, going back to his days at Fresno, their days at Fresno, have a great uh, relationship. I, I like this one over.
7: Here's here's an interesting one is Tyreek Hill, who goes from Pat Mahomes to Tua, at least to start the year off. His touchdown receptions, 15 in 2020, 9 in 2021. The over-under is 8.5, juice to the over, 20 cents. I like the over. Now, let me
8: ask you this question on this. Mm. It has to be a receiving touchdown? Receiving
7: touchdowns, not just overall touchdowns.
8: Okay, because... I, I do believe that Miami with Hill speed will use him in some goal line situations, either a quick pop pass or a, a wide receiver screen in certain spots.
7: I would take a shot with the over on the touchdowns. And then the yards is 1100, 1099 and a half, 85 yards a game in 2020, 73 yards a game last year.
8: I'm not going to go on the over here. Uh, I would lean towards the under on Hill's yardage, not because of his talent. I'm just not convinced that Tua can throw the ball to you know Mahomes could basically throw it where he can get past the defenders because of his arm strength I don't know if TuA can do that for him
7: all right we mentioned Fresno State for that wide receiver quarterback combination and they're one of the four teams that have made the semifinals of the basketball classic let's take a look at those two games of all not every game in this tournament had numbers posted on it by the way, uh, but we're down to four here in the first games at five pm Pacific time from Mobile Alabama the Mitchell Center coastal Carolina at South Alabama. These teams both compete among in the Sun Belt Conference. Coastal finished 7th. South Alabama was 5th. These two teams played at Coastal in South Carolina on February 17th. South Alabama was a 1-point road favorite. And hit a three pointer at the buzzer to win that game 71 68, a game that featured only 62 possessions. Coastal Carolina beat Maryland Eastern Shore 66 42 and Florida Gulf Coast 84 68 to get to this game. Um, South Alabama beat uh, Southeast Louisiana 70 68 and South Carolina Upstate. 83-79. to 79. We've seen some movement in this game. It opened South Alabama a 2.5-point home favorite. It's now a pick 'em with a total of 137.5.
8: Yeah, revenge pot here for CCU in this game, but on the road. I'm going to stay away from this one. Uh, I like Coastal, though, overall. I think they're a slightly better team, but they're on the road here. Vince Cole, if you recognize the name, remember, played at St. John's the transfer down there. This is a pretty good team, Mike. I remember I texted you in Britain. I said, hey, this Florida Gulf Coast game, couldn't believe when they were down six at the break, they were still plus 140. They come back and win that one fairly comfortably. USA has not been that consistent this year. Um, Going to stay off of this game. To me, this is one of those games where you can get an
7: in-game opportunity, get a number over five and a half, I would take either side. Neither of these teams has drawn 1,000 people for any of the games in this tournament yet, looking at the attendance on it. You
8: know, you know real quick on that point. It's hard to get people to come, number one, to smaller tournaments. But what they charge, I mean, you can't charge $25, 30 for, for, to see teams like this play. You look at the economics of where they are in Mobile and in some of these other places in Conway. You don't have the economic support. But also, that, that's the thing that amazes me, the number of people that attend the NCAA tournament games. It, it's just shocking
7: to me. Second semifinal, 7 o'clock from Fresno, the Save Mart Center, Southern Utah who upset UTEP on the road two games ago and then took care of Portland at home. Faces off against Fresno State. Amal, Southern Utah is shooting 69% from the field on two-point attempts in this tournament. Uh, Fresno won both their home games. They beat Eastern Washington 83-74, and then Youngstown State did not cover the 12.5, winning 80-71. to Fresno State favored by seven tonight, Amal, with a total of... Identical to the first game, 137.5. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I think the total's a little bit high.
8: I think Fresno State will play better defensively than they did against Youngstown State. Remember, Fresno only averages uh, just a shade below 65 points a game. Southern Utah can shoot the basketball, a good offensive team. They've got a big man that can pound in there with Orlando Robinson. But I think this will be a bit more of a defensive game now that we're at the semifinal stage. I like this one under 137.5. I haven't played it yet, but I will end up on this game under.
7: I have a play on this game coming up, Amal, and I'm oppo you. You're on the over. I'm on the over here. I look at the scores in this, and I remember something you told me about the NIT. You said it's open gym. It's open this gym. It's been open gym. Look at the Fresno in the 150s in both of their games in this tournament. And South Valley, Southern Utah is going to push the pace here. They're going to try to push the pace. I agree with you. That Portland game, they came out in the first half
8: and shot extremely well. Because mm-hmm. I took Portland second half, second, uh, and I lost on that one. Uh, but I, I think now that we're at this stage, Mike, you will see a more defensive game. So uh, you you went over one thirty seven and a half.
7: I did. Okay, let's get to the NBA. Your favorite topic, at least it was twenty years ago. And there's a 15. new there's a new leader in the East. Did you ever think I would be telling you heading into the playoffs that the Celtics might be the one seed coming out of the East? But boy, what this team has done! They've caught the Heat. They're both forty seven and twenty eight now. The Heat, ever since this sideline dust up that they had, have been awful. They've lost four in a row. Meanwhile, the Celtics are 11 and 1 in March, 22 and 3 am all since January 29th. I want to take a look at the lead that they've had at halftime in their last 6 games. March 16th at the Warriors, they were up 16 and a half. 2 days later in Sacramento, up 19 and a half. 2 days after that in Denver, up 25 and a half. A day after that playing their fourth road game in 7 days, they were up 14 in Oklahoma City. They came home uh, up 23 against the Jazz, and then yesterday up 23 at halftime against the T-Wolves. This is truly remarkable.
8: I'm going to tell you something that's going to sound very dumb. I'm not buying the Celtics to win the NBA. You also day.
7: say you're not buying the Suns. Throw out the one seed, Samal says. The favorite right now,
8: who's going to, uh, Britain, can you throw up the fi- finals odds to win it all? Yeah, here, the circle? Nets are the favorite. They, and they're the number nine seed in the Eastern Conference.
7: The, the Suns are the favorite, 290. Then the Nets at 450.
8: Look, Greg Popovich never worried about where he was in the standings as long as he was one of the eight teams. I'm going to go with that philosophy here for the Brooklyn Nets. I was really disappointed because Milwaukee loses to a John Morantless team by 3 million points on the road because I took Milwaukee plus 15 and a half in game against uh, uh, Memphis. No fight there in the uh, fourth quarter by Milwaukee. You think the Nets are coming out of the East? I think they got a great chance. The Flat Earthers back for the home games. you Are going to take him at plus 250? It, no, it, no, they're gonna they gotta win the title. No, no, you gotta take them a plus plus four fifty to For win the title. title. Yeah.
7: They're gonna they're gonna be in a play in game. They're gonna have to get through these play in games them all. They can get they're, through the play in games. They're, they're four and a half games out with seven to go to get to the sixth seed. So they're gonna be involved in the play in here. It might be. By the way, can we talk about the fakers last night? They were up twenty at half, weren't they? Yeah, I know. <laughs> in a revenge spot. <laughs> Trust me. I... <laughs> oh no. You didn't have them again. No, but I, you know, oh. I
8: took I took New Orleans oh. second half because I, I'm a big look. The NBA, you got a middle games. there's no reason to bet these games straight up. You should you should be middling them. They should be kicking everybody out of the book for middling these games left and right.
7: Um, Amal, can we talk quickly about a couple of games on the schedule tonight?
8: Yeah, which one do you want to start with? Sacramento, Sa- Miami.
7: I want to start with Celtics at the Raptors. Celtics, uh, the greatest team in the history ever, and uh, you got to tell me why the overnight went from three and a half to eight in favor of the Raptors. They're at Toronto tonight because no Horford, no Brown, no Tatum in this game. Oh no, Tatum. Okay, yeah. uh, when I when I went through this in the morning, it was just Horford that wasn't going to be playing. I saw Jamal Tatum playing at
8: the Joyce Center a couple a few years ago. He had a move. And I said, this guy is going to be an
7: NBA superstar. You just look at him, and he is really blossoming into that. Three seed in the West, Warriors at the two seed, Grizzlies. Grizzlies have won seven in a row at home. No uh, no Steph Curry, no Iguodala, no Clark, no Jackson, no Morant, no Tilly. And the Grizzlies are still 10-and-a-half point favorites of all.
8: Well, this Warriors team, I mean, right now we got rest for Green, rest for Thompson.
7: Wait a minute, hey, hold on. It says Otto Porter for
8: rest. He's been resting since he left Georgetown.
7: Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out vCN's Best Bets Podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24-7 stream of VF Experts. Download the VSN's Best Bets Podcast now at vCN.com slash podcast. Up next, the NL West.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
7: Wendy's Breakfast is the official breakfast of March Madness. Every day, choose from Wendy's stacked starting lineup, like the Breakfast Bacon Eater, croissant combos, and hot or cold coffee. And like any great team, Wendy's is bringing the breakfast legends. Oven-baked sizzling bacon, fresh cracked eggs, perfectly seasoned breakfast potatoes, and a simply OJ to bring it home. Make a fast break to your nearest Wendy's drive-thru and pick up your Wendy's Breakfast, the official breakfast of March Madness. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm here with... I'm all sure. All right, I'm all ten days until baseball starts, and so we're going to get previews of the six different divisions. And we thought, what better day to start today? And we both we both voted to start with the NL West, probably division we follow the most closely. And I'll start with this question: You said you thought the Dodgers at five to one to win the whole thing was a cheap price, plus four seventy-five right now in the market. Did you bet it? And do you still believe that? I did
8: bet it. Uh, I'm going to bet it again. Mike, the reason why I believe that is I think there's only one other true competitor in the National League right now, which is the New York Mets, because I like their pitching. But can they be healthy enough? With DeGrom, him going 150 innings has been a big question mark. Uh, Scherzer, he's 37 years old. I'm a little bit concerned about the LA pitching, but I believe that they'll make an acquisition necessary at the trade deadline to improve this team. You look at this lineup with the acquisition of Freddie Freeman, who I have said for a long time as a top five player in baseball, never got enough credit for how good of a player he is. And then with Mookie Betts, uh, Bellinger, I think, bounces back. I-, I love this team and what they can do. And then here's the other thing. You've got Tatis out for three months. You've got the Giants, who played an amazing, had an amazing year last year and still couldn't put it together. I think the Giants regressed big time this year.
7: Taking a look at the different uh, betting markets in this division, Giants are minus 130 to make the playoffs. Do you like to take the plus 110 to miss the playoffs? I do. That's probably your best bet of all of them.
8: Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. And also, mm-hmm. Mike, when you look at this team, they lose Buster Posey. Now, I get Buster hasn't been the same player on the field as he was back in that run of 10, 12, and 14. But I thought he was the best leader in baseball. I thought in terms of that guy's influence over the clubhouse was absolutely second to none. I don't believe this team's going to be able to rebound the way they did play the way they did last year.
7: Dodgers won 106 games last year. Their win total is set at 97 and a half. You're going over as well.
8: I'm going over. And here's the other thing. Remember last year, they got off to a slow start. They got cooking. Once we got into June, July, and August, I think this team will be much
7: stronger out of the block this year. All right. Let me ask you a few questions about each team. Kershaw signs a one year contract. How much does he have left in the tank? He's
8: going to be situationally for you. Pitch. Well, um, he's a guy you look at as a number four, number five starter, but he's still effective. I I, I don't think you can discount what he can give you combined with that offense. I, I think he can still be an effective pitcher. Remember, the National League West, you've got teams that are subpar in Colorado and Arizona. I, I think Kershaw will be fine.
7: They signed Mr. Haney from the Crosstown Rival Angels. He's expected to be in the fourth spot in their rotation. I'll tell you the pitcher I think is the key to the whole Dodger season this year, and it's not Kershaw or Haney. I think Gonsolin's the whole key. They got to get more out of Tony Gonsolin.
8: I would agree with you. I'd also like to see Julio Urias get in there and have more innings. I mean, we're, we're going only. We only went 20 and three last year, Amal. No, I, I understand. I, I get the point. Innings. The innings, mm-hmm. innings, right? I mean, the bottom line is I feel like Scott Boris is managing his innings over there. <laughs> <laughs> Walker Bueller's a true number one. And when Walker Bueller's on his game, we saw what he was able to do last August. He was unbelievable.
7: Um,. Kenley Johnson is finally gone. They didn't really pick up anybody going with Trinan and Hudson uh, and Vesia in the bullpen.
8: I, I like Hudson as a number,
7: the eighth inning guy, yeah. and I love Blake Trinan. I'm a big Blake Trinan guy. I think he's terrific. And they still have uh, a Gatterall in there as well. And you still have David Price in uh, situational spots out of the bullpen. I think Price could be a surprise. I think he's a bonus. You know, you mentioned Heaney. It's always good to have a bullpen pitcher on your team. You got to have somebody throw a BP. Uh, all right, let's go to the Padres. They are plus 330 to win the NL West. Minus 225 to make the playoffs. Um, and then long odds, uh, about 9-1 to one to win the, the National League. We talk about the Padres a lot. Obviously, we have the big sponsorship with them. Um, all I think all questions, all comments on the Padres start and end with Bob Melvin. I'm not concerned about Bob Melvin. Well, I'm talking about the huge upgrade that they just oh. got at manager.
8: That's fair, but I'm going to tell you, for me, it all starts and ends with you, Darvish. Is this guy a who, guy who puts up numbers in situations where they don't perform
7: and where it doesn't mean anything, or can he deliver in the clutch? Let's talk about this rotation, the top four. Musgrove, Darvish, Snell, and Clevenger. I, I like Clevenger.
8: I'm not as high on Musgrove as you might be. Um, you know, Again, I go back to you, Darvish. Can he deliver? You, Darvish. Has to be a 16-18 to 18 game winner for them. By the way, I want to remind Josh Towers, when, he, when Darvish <laughs> went to the Cubs, because Josh is a big uh, Darvish oh, God. guy, he goes, oh, he's easily going to win over 12 and a half games. We had a bet on that. I said, no chance. I said, I watched this guy in
7: Texas. I covered he's not as good as you think he is. He picks him to win the Cy Young every year. That's his preseason pick every year Darvish. Well, this year he's got him for league MVP. <laughs> um, I believe they should use Lamette as the closer. I, I still don't think you can stretch out the Nelson Lamet enough as a starter. Yeah. Given, getting four innings doesn't cut it in today's baseball. I, and I, I I, agree and I, he's very tough the first time through the lineup. Did you like the acquisition of Luke Voigt?
8: Uh, I was not overwhelmed by it. I'm not a big Luke Voigt guy. I mean, he looks like
7: Tarzan plays like Gene. You think the Padres make the playoffs? They're minus 225 if you, you take a shot against them, plus 185.
8: No, the problem is if you're wanting to make the bet against... The Giants, I think, are going to be a 500 type of team, maybe 84 wins, somewhere in that range, 85 wins. The Rockies and Diamondbacks are not good baseball teams. I, I think it's going to be tough to keep the uh, Padres out.
7: In terms of betting the Padres, now we know that Fernando Tatis is out two to three months, looks yeah. like closer to three. Do you wait to bet on them until he gets back if you if you're if you have high hopes for them? No, because defensively, you've you got an upgrade without him being in the lineup. I tell you what the D, the DH helps is you get Kim, you know what I mean. You can have Kim in that lineup too on some days. The pitcher's a better hitter than Kim.
8: By the way, I, I am really annoyed they went with the DH. I, I thought mm. all of baseball should have scrapped
7: uh, the entire DH. Why you like you like I, it? No, I hate it. I hate. I don't like. All I think these. it takes away strategy. What about G these from bigger the bases? The base paths are now shorter, four inches. Second to third, first first to second, second to third, now four inches shorter with these wider base pat bases. I mean, yeah, I, I I get why they did it. Here's the thing that I got out of Don Orsillo, hanging out with Don Orsillo. Because I said to him, let's just make them seven-inning games. They can't get these games under three hours and 11 minutes. People aren't watching, young people. He said, Mike, the pitch clock will revolutionize this game. He said, I've seen the studies. It takes 25 to 30 minutes off every game.
8: Really? Yes. Your seven-inning pitch, I had a friend of mine in 2015 said to me, he goes, baseball needs to go to seven innings. I thought he was crazy when he suggested it. I think it's the right move because it would also help from a TV standpoint, that would be the biggest thing.
7: Giants are uh, minus one thirty still to make the playoffs. We talked about plus five fifty. By the way, Padres win total eighty eight and a half. Giants eighty five and a half. Are you willing to go under the eighty five and a half, or rather just bet them to miss the playoffs?
8: I would rather go bet them to miss the Uh playoffs. Um, But like I said just now, I said you know I think this is a team probably somewhere right around five hundred. Maybe they win eighty four games. I I would go. I would lean towards the under there. I'm assuming that's a pick'em price on that.
7: Yes, it is. the big acquisition for them in the pitching market, Carlos Rondon coming over from the White Sox. You've got Logan Webb, Desclafani, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. I don't love their starting pitching.
8: Alex Wood. Mm-hmm. Mr. Four and a third innings. Mm-hmm. I used to fade him when he was with the Dodgers. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Mike, I don't like this team. I, I think they'll be okay. They're just, look, all three of these teams in California benefit from the two teams that are out of state. They're just not good baseball teams. They're going to stack
7: up the wins against these opponents. Let's talk about the Rockies. These are really low win totals, okay? sixty-eight and a half. and a half. Look at the lineup. You add Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. You got Blackman. He's a great leadoff hitter. They also picked up Gil's favorite player from the Blue Jays, Randall Grychuk. Now, the question here is, in the pitching rotation, after Herman Marquez, it's quite a drop-off.
8: It really is. And, you know, to me, when you look at this team, uh, Blackman, I've been a big fan of his for a long time. But he's a guy whose career is just kind of uh, doesn't get the credit and the recognition it deserves because, number one, people say he plays a course. But also, the team around him, the inconsistency with the pitching, this team just can't get it done from a pitching standpoint. I do like Marquez in terms of what he can do for them.
7: And then let's go to the D-backs. They're at 66. And, 68 and a half. D-backs, 66 and a half. Are the, these two teams that similar? Because I think the Rockies are better than the D-backs. They're only two wins higher than them in the market.
8: Yeah, I would agree with you there, but I think my concern for uh, Arizona is pitching-wise. What does Madison Baumgartner give you? I'm not a big Merrill Kelly guy. Uh, I like Kettle Marte a lot. I like Peralta in
7: terms of this lineup, but other than that, I I don't know. I tend to agree with you. I think the Rockies are a better team. I don't don't know how substantial. You can bet the Rockies heads up against the Diamondbacks, minus a win and a half, minus 125. That's a pretty cool bet. Uh, That's a good one. Their ace is still mad bomb? I mean he went eight and twelve with an ERA over five. I know he was better in the back half. Your number two pitcher is Merrill Kelly, yeah. Ben Luke, Dreamweaver, Zach Davis, Zach Galen, and they got Malong Song from the Padres. I mean, he was at his end of his career going into August with the Padres. Here's the question I have: how does Troy Lovello keep his job? They win 65 games a year and he keeps getting extended.
8: I, that's a great question.
7: It's baffling to me. I, I actually think that's a
8: job you would covet. You get to live in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get to lose 100 games every year.
7: Uh, I don't know. So what's our takeaways out of this division? Dodgers to win. Dodgers Dodgers, to win the World Series. Dodgers over the win total. Giants don't make the playoffs.
8: Dodgers are going to win 104 games this year.
7: So you like them well over the 98 and a half or whatever. 97 and a half. Interesting. All right. We got some bets. Track these all down here, uh, Britton, and and we'll put them all together before the season starts. Our best bets on each one. All right. When we come back, we'll take a look at the NHL and our best bets for the evening.
0: Listen to more than a movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever
9: you get your podcasts.
3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN the Sports Betting Network.
8: The NBA season is heating up, and so are the specials at BetRivers Sportsbook. Not only can you get 20% profit boost on all NBA wagers every Tuesday, but this Tuesday, BetRivers is offering a random profit boost for the Los Angeles Lakers versus Dallas game. Just log into BetRivers to see what boost you can get. Go to the BetRivers app or visit BetRivers.com and get in on Tuesday Night Action. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
7: Welcome back into Odds On. Final segment here, Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. As I said over the weekend, uh, Amal, you did well. I don't know which plays you gave out on Friday, but I know you had Duke and Carolina both laying the points. I
8: Providence, Providence money line, and oh, then yeah. and then Miami. They gave a run at it.
7: They gave a run at the money line for you there. It was a tight. It was a tie, was a tie yeah. game with about three minutes to go. But Miami was too easy. The Iowa State can't score. But what about all these people? I read all these tweets about the Iowa State was better. They were. They had a, a higher this and that all year than Miami. Ohio State, Iowa State should have been the favorite in that game. I don't know who, who If you're watching people? the basketball, who are these people? If you were Rex Byers, is one of them. But if you're watching the basketball, I don't know how you could think that. I think Rex is sponsored by Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Octavio Detal of Sportsbook Employees. <laughs> Amal, do you have any plays for us tonight?
8: I do not. Uh, can I, I'm. Unfortunately, I'm probably going to wind up on the uh, under on this game opposite you. No, here. you won't bet it opposite me. <laughs> the I'll, I'll probably stay off it. I don't mind staying We're off. Just of this bet game. each other. I'm, why pay juice? <laughs> Worst story ever. We lo- we lost eight thousand dollars. A friend of mine and I. He took Michigan minus. He took Michigan minus two and a half, and I took Illinois money line in the game that went to like four overtimes. Michigan wins by two. Oh, sickening.
7: All right, let's go to the playbook here. I lose that bet on the Pack twelve. I think, you know, Arizona cost me the bet. I, I don't blame UCLA. They got the two wins, and Arizona's supposed to get to a Final Four there. They, they got outplayed by Houston. I don't know if they'd have beat Villanova if they had beaten Houston. I think they would have been able to handle them, yeah. but uh,
8: I, I tend to agree with you. It was really, it was a wire-to-wire job
7: there. But I cashed Carolina in that game, so that mitigates that loss somewhat. Uh, and then Iowa State easy with the opener at one and a half. Um, I have that Duke bet to win the national championship for three units at five to one. I'll think about how I want to play that off here coming this week. And congratulations to Mitch Moss had Carolina at thirty two to one to get to the final four. Great bet, and was able to hedge off at three to one on St. Peter's. Just a little bit of it though to make a profit. I mean, he was in the perfect spot.
8: You you have to hedge yeah. even though you knew Carolina was going to win. I the talked game. to him about yeah. it. Yeah,
7: you know, I said if you, if you have a hundred, if you have a hundred at thirty two to one. Why not bet 250 or 300 on St. Peter's and, and win eight or 900, or instead win 2800? I mean, pure greed only right? takes you down, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just in case. Okay, uh, I'm going over in this game. You said you like the under. I just look at the scores of these games and what you tell me about minor basketball tournaments being open gyms. Southern Utah wants to push the pace here. I know Fresno is a slower team, but they've played two games in this tournament at home, at Save Mart, and they've both been in the 150s a month. I told you, Youngstown State, the game would go over. You I, did, and you said you liked Youngstown State, State and the points, too. Yeah, they covered that one. But I'm yeah. telling
8: you, we're now at a semifinal stage, Mike. Yeah. I think it'll be more defensive.
7: Kraken played at Staples on Saturday night. Uh, was one nothing after 1, finished 4-2. Kraken are playing at Staples tonight. What is the scheduling in the NHL? <laughs> I, I don't know, but speaking of getting
8: beat on unders, can someone tell Edmonton to find a damn goalie? No, no. I take under 11.5, and they end wind up with a 14-burger in that game.
7: They had 11 after the second period. I, I, you I were still it. alive. If it, if it, if it, <laughs> sure. If it finished. S- 6-5. Yeah, that was quite a total on that game. And then, so that's one unit. I'm playing under one and a half. It was, it uh, half. It'll be Grubauer again. He was in goal Saturday. So crack and stay with Grubauer. But uh, Kings will make the switch. They had Cal Petterson, uh, the kid from Iowa, and Notre Dame on Saturday night. And then they'll have quick tonight. Uh, and then I have that bet on Stars. And they lost at home to the Canucks. That didn't help. To win the Stanley Cup. You know, they're a point behind the, the, the Knights, who rallied from 3 nothing down to beat the Blackhawks Saturday. But they have four games in hand on the Knights. Think wow. about that. That's huge. Oh, it's huge. Knights have, against the other three teams they're really competing with, uh, they're, either, they're two, three, or four more games already played. So they're in a very tough spot here. All right, let's go to the night in the NHL, Amal. And I want to make this observation for everybody, thinking about the rest of the way out in the NHL. The eight teams that will be in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference are already decided. The gap is so big between the team that's the next out, Columbus. 15 points back, Columbus, on the second wild card. So nobody is playing for jeopardy of making the playoffs in the East. They're only playing for positioning in a pretty good matchup in the first game tonight. Four o'clock Pacific. This one will be on the NHL Network. Features the Hurricanes. Carolina uh, tops in the Metro right now with 93 points against the Capitals, who are actually wild card number two. Amal, um, this would be, if the playoffs started tomorrow, the opening round matchup with Carolina hosting this series. The Caps have won two in a row coming into this game. Vitek Vanacek and goal for them 17 9 and 5 with a 2 4 5. Goals against Freddie Anderson 31 10 and 3. What a year he's had. I keep saying, when's the shoe going to drop? Do you trust him in the playoffs? Still sitting here a few weeks out with a goal, goals against the average of 207 in the top three in the league. Carolina here, a small road favorite. One thirty with a total of six. I'm all they went into St. Louis and embarrassed the Blues on Saturday.
8: Yeah, they really did. Took care of business handily there. Capitals come from behind against the Devils. They were trailing in that game two-one, and then they uh, rallied to win that one. I'm going to stay off of this game here, Mike. Don't have a lean one way or the other. But this is going to be an interesting matchup in the playoffs. Look, I'm telling you right now, Freddie Anderson. We're going to start calling him Matt Painter. I got to see it to believe it in the playoffs. You got to prove it to me. Matt Painter can't I mean, prove it P- in the pain, pain, Painter's worse though than I don't to these disagree, guys. but I mean, Anderson's... Had, Anderson had a tremendous year. Who's
7: going to win the Besna? It's going to win it. Rangers keep moving up the standings, too, here. Yeah, fourth they, right now, right? They, they have a shot to be second in, the, in their division, um, and, and they might just get there. I want to I want to ask you this. I'll go off on a side note here. If you're the administration at Purdue, yeah, are you looking for a new coach? And, and I, I hate to say that. He, he took his team to Sweet 16 again. They had a lot of talent. But how do you get over the hump for that university?
8: It's a great question. And the answer is going to be no, because I don't think Purdue sees themselves Go ahead fans. As, as that type of program. So this is my question. This yeah. is
7: where I was leading and, and you led me to where I went. Is the Purdue Boiler Basketball Program like the Iowa Hawkeye Football Program? Great analogy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Two that, coaches for 50 years. Yeah, They get there in the national spotlight. They play in a New Year's Day bowl game every third year or so. They get to the Sweet 16. Uh, they win the Big Ten Conference, you know, and it's,
8: Fantastic analogy. You're absolutely right. That's a great comparison between the two. And I think the problem with Purdue is when you have a talent of Jaden Ivey, we're going to look back and go, oh, Jaden Ivey played at Purdue when he goes to the Hall of Fame. Look, I I believe he's really going to uh, project out that way. I think he's so talented, especially in the NBA game where everybody just goes ISO one-on-one. He's going to blow past guys like traffic cones. And then you look back and you say you had St. Peter's. You have a 15 seed. I get they're probably better than the other 15 seeds, but here's the one thing that people forgot because most people don't pay attention to the regular season, the Metro Atlantic. Mike, there were stretches this year where this team couldn't hit the
7: ocean if they were standing in South they Beach. They lost to Siena. They lost to Manhattan. I went back through some of these losses to teams that were ranked in the 150s in the RPI.
8: If you ever watched uh, Steve Massiello's team at the Jassers play offense, they couldn't They couldn't hit a shot to save their life. That tells you all you need to know about St. Peter's yeah. offense.
7: And we saw Carolina negate everything they could do offensively. Purdue had a 15 and an 8 in the regional to try to get to the final four. Think about wow. that. Um, Canucks at the Blues tonight. mall. I almost pulled the trigger on this one. I haven't. Vile Huso in that. I talked about that game they got beat 7 to 2 on Saturday at home. They've lost two in a row. That was against the Hurricanes. Huso gave up 5 in that game. They're coming back with Huso tonight. I thought they'd come with Bennington. Um, but they're going back to Huso. Remember Huso had a 202 and now it's up to 243. Um but here's the reason why, because it's Halak. It's Yaroslav Halak day again. Remember when I bet the Blackhawks against them when, he went, when they were in Chicago and now they're in St. Louis? 3 6 and 2 with a 3 1 9. He's fallen from his days in Boston. Blues tonight. This line up from 135 on the overnight to 150 with a total of 6. What I was looking at was the goal and a half plus 160. For in favor of the laying the goal, the goal and a half, half yeah. plus one sixty—that's what I was thinking about in this game.
8: I like the Blues in this game. I think they'll be far better defensively than they were in that matchup on Saturday, where they gave up a seven spot to Carolina. Um, you're going to lay the goal and a half,
7: huh? If I play it, I'm not laying one sixty 160 or
8: one sixty-five here. Oh, that, it's okay. It's yeah, it went I went at one
7: fifty. It? it went from one thirty. There was—you could have got at one thirty at some places when it opened. I'll probably I probably lay think off. it's a bad play uh, with Halak and Net tonight. Sabres at Blackhawks. Sabres played late last Saturday afternoon at the Rangers at Madison Square Garden, lost 5-4 in overtime. Blackhawks win two in California, are up 3-0 going into third period Saturday afternoon on the national game on EBC. Somehow lose that game 5-4 in overtime. Now they come back home here. Blackhawks favored 165 with a total of six. in and goal, probably Tokarski for the Sabres.
8: Yeah, that's correct in terms of what we're looking at from a goaltender point of view here. I think you've got to go over on this game. I think you take your chance. My
7: problem is the Sabres at times can't score. But they've been playing better. Yeah, they've been playing. They had won three in a row before the game, and they got a point out of the game yesterday. Now, both these teams are out of the playoffs. Yeah, so they've they're been hopeless. competitive, though. I, I like the way they've been playing. Yeah. Uh, one last game because we talked about Kraken Kings, Coyotes. Uh, At the Oilers tonight, that game goes at 630 in Edmonton. A huge line here. Arizona's lost five in a row, including 2-1 in overtime uh, at Winnipeg yesterday. The Oilers were in that goal fest in the Saddle Dome against Calgary on Saturday as well. But look at this line. This is ridiculous them all. They're, that's not justified. The Oilers laying four twenty-five, a minus-minus goal and a half, minus one sixty. The total six and a half, shaded to the over. This game might touch seven. Coyotes are no play.
8: I mean, they give up nine goals in the last game. We know how pro- proficient this offense is, but I, I couldn't take uh, Edmonton here. No way. Not, not
7: especially even on a minus-minus. You're probably off Edmonton for a while, anyhow. After that game on, yeah, in Calgary. I could. Couldn't stop anything. No. I'll tell you one thing, though. They got the best five-on-three power play in the league. Well, that's that's great. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a real <laughs> advantage for how often that occurs. Thanks for tuning in today, folks. Coming up next on VEASAN, it's Betting Across America.